us a hand, Ralph said urgently. Can't shift the blasted thing. John laid his hands over Ralph's, and together they forced the pry bar down. There was a groan and a crack, and then the whole lock section came free, ripped out of the wood like a tooth, still fastened to the lower part. The trunk lid fell with a hollow boom. Beth lay there, curled up in a trunk full of water, like some strange river spirit woken from a long winter hibernation. She was deathly white, and they stared for what felt like an eternity as she didn't seem to move. Then suddenly, Beth drew a deep, shuddering breath and began to cough. She was alive! John threw his arms around her and lifted her out of the trunk. She was soaking wet and freezing cold, but he didn't care. Oh, you're all right, he laughed, burying his face in her wet hair. I thought we'd lost you. Beth broke free from his embrace, just in time to burst out coughing once again. (laughs) I think, I think I swallowed some of the river, she gasped. You're not a real Londoner until you've had a mouthful of the Thames, Ralph grinned. But how... John couldn't get the words out. How did you... How did I stay alive? Beth said shakily. My acting training helped. John stared. Let me guess. You practiced for the part of Ophelia in Hamlet by drowning yourself every day until you got used to it. Beth was breathing more easily now and reached up to wring the cold, muddy water from her hair. Of course not, she panted. I mean breath control, that's all. Seeing John and Ralph looking blank, she explained, All actors need to master their breathing, for projection and stamina. She coughed a little again, shivering. You've heard some of the speeches they make us recite, haven't you? Those things are long. So you just held your breath, said Ralph. I slowed my breathing down until the trunk had completely filled with water. Then I held my breath for as long as I could, at least. Thank goodness you got me out in time. She looked up at the tower, suddenly alert. So what happened? Did you see where they went? Where's Vale? He's gone, John said. Beth's face fell. We need to get after him! She staggered to a halt and coughed up another load of Thames water. Can't let him escape! She fell on her knees. Oh, no, you don't. John gently lifted Beth back to her feet. She gave him a bleary smile of thanks. I don't think you're in any condition to go chasing after anyone, he said. Beth blew out her cheeks. I'm as strong as an ox. Ralph and John looked at one another. Nice try, Ralph said. Beth sighed. I don't suppose we'd catch up with Vale's carriage anyway. She looked upriver towards the lights of central London. We need to work out where he's gone, though. Strange will skin us alive if he hears we let Vale get away. Most of his men left with him, John pointed out. We should head back inside the tower now it's a bit safer to sneak around. See what we can find out. Good idea. Beth started towards the tower, but Ralph stopped her with a firm restraining arm. You aren't coming he said. You need to go home and get some rest. Beth swatted feebly at Ralph. Get off me! She broke into a fresh burst of coughing. Listen to yourself, Ralph said quietly, but with gentle persistence. 
You've water in your lungs. How are you going to sneak about in there if you can't go two minutes without coughing or sneezing, eh? Someone will hear. Beth glared at him sullenly. I'll just go back to the cottage and make us all some toasted muffins like a good little housemaid then, shall I? Go back to your lodgings and go to bed, for God's sake, Ralph insisted. It's freezing out here and you're soaked through. You're lucky to be alive, Beth, John said. Ralph's right. You should rest. Now that she wasn't fighting for her life, Beth was suddenly feeling cold and tired. Maybe she had done enough for one night. She trusted them to do the rest of the job well. I'll be at the peacock and pie then, she told them grudgingly. Only till I get my strength back, though. Not long after, Beth had said,